1: Well, welcome back Uh, as we head into hour two. Delight to bring back to the show Congressman David Schweikert, representing Arizona's 1st Congressional District and a lot of common sense. How are you, David?
0: Well, fine. And, and rumor has it you have a new fancy phone
1: system. Oh, it's really fancy. I'm, uh, yes. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, it's so fancy, I'm not allowed to touch it very much. <laughs> yes.
0: yeah, yeah. no, no. That, that, you know they're really fancy when you, know, you have to now hire professional staff yeah, to manage
1: it. They had to do training, I kid you not. They had to go away in another room and do training for hours on end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just yeah, think good old political philosopher Seth can walk in and start playing with it. They, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. David Schweikert, um, you've been um, talking a lot today about the Inflation Reduction Act. I would like to talk a little bit about it with you. I guess it's the one-year anniversary. Have I, have
0: I been actually? Have I been actually talking about it or mocking
1: it? Yeah, giving it its due. How's that? Giving it its yeah. due. Uh, look, look, you know, it's.
0: Uh, all right, let's walk through a couple of its be- basic hits. Okay. Um, first, the title. Yeah, even the president flipped up the other day and said, "Yeah, probably the title <laughs> didn't make any much sense because it actually raised inflation." Yeah, but you know, um, the Democrats are brilliant at marketing. Yep. Yeah. Number two, um, they what's the nice way? Oh yeah, they lied about the math. Yep. So uh, I think the top line was it could cost two hundred and eighty. Billion dollars, stunning amount of money. And then we saw the report come out. Oh, a bit after it had passed. And remember, this is a report of a company that's going to make money off of it. Right. So in their le- line, they were saying, you know, here's our best analysis. It could be um, one trillion two hundred and fifty billion dollars, not twenty eight billion. Then, several months later, the Congressional Budget Office came back and said, yeah, we missed it by 100%. It's probably $500-plus of spending. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I- I- parts of that have turned out to be just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Then there's parts of the bill that have been allowing the administration to do waivers. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you need to use American-made parts right. until the administration says you don't have to. That's right. So it set off this army of lobbyists who've been making fortunes and they're all Democrat lobbyists, you know, because they're lobbying on green energy, lobbying the White House for exemption, saying, we can't get this rare earth. So Mm -hmm. give us a waiver so we can use foreign made components. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just the um, fourth thing I will give you. It's also creating this fascinating economic distortion right now. You take this. Add in the CHIPS Act and other things. Uh, remember, this is, this is industrial policy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, whether you want to defend the trips industry, fine, do, do it through tax incentives and those things, but, but by grants. Mm-hmm. So there's all this money being given out in America to build a new solar factory, to build this battery factory, to build this chip factory. Now we're finding out we don't have workers to actually work in these facilities and... They don't have customers Mm -hmm. that we're adding so much capacity so quickly in the economy because these are developments going in the ground, not because there's demand Mm -hmm. for the product. It's because government is handing out subsidies. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing this weird distortion right now where actually the economy, the GDP is actually doing really well. Mm -hmm. And the back end is saying, but tax receipts are not coming in. Because we're building lots of things, but there's no workers, there's no purchasing, there's no buying of the product, this and that. So we're going to have all these empty buildings two years from now. Right.
1: There's a lot of distortions in here. There's a lot. I mean, including the whole whole clean energy thing, the whole reduction for EVs, uh, the reduced price for EVs. And then there was this, too. I mean, talk about a misnamed thing that what did he say? You said he said the quiet part out loud by saying maybe I shouldn't have called. Mark Zandi who's not always on our side, not often on our side over at Moody's Analytics. He said Americans are now spending $709 more per month on everyday goods than they did before the act passed. Yeah. That's an yeah. amazing amount. $709 more, not per year, per month. But, but your problem is... That's the national number.
0: How many times have yeah, you been right. kind enough to have me on your station? Yeah. And I screamed and yelled, well, you and I live... It's worse the here.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. There's one little area in
0: Alaska yeah. that apparently has a slightly higher inflation, but for the country, we functionally live in the highest. Yeah. So if over the last 24 months, if you aren't making at least 20% more right. than you did two years ago, you are poorer today than you were two years ago. Yep. You gotta understand, inflation is the tax. Most people can't get their head around. You, they, right. they know it bothers them. They know things are costing more, but um, unless your savings went up in value by twenty yeah. percent, you're poorer today.
1: Yeah, that's um, right. And, and, and there's
0: where you're starting to see those those remaining leftists who actually care about people, not you know the college educated elite yeah. or. Yeah, you know, how to make money? Because remember, there's been this huge rotation, where the Democrat Party now is the elite class, highly and, educated.
1: Yeah, highly. Yeah, and the working population highly now highly educated. People. I should say. Yeah. Uh-huh. So
0: yeah, that's that's a better way to phrase it. But the, one of the my theories is one of the reasons for so many people angry, and even leaning populists, which is is dangerous because populism isn't conservatism. Right. But but they have the right to be just angry. Is they don't completely understand why, but they're poorer today than they were a couple of years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they feel their belief systems are being crushed. Yeah, you know, God forbid you, you know, be a Catholic and what was it? Uh, or use the wrong term
1: it, about, that was fine yeah. a year ago. I mean, even if you yeah. just use the wrong word, that was fine a year ago. You know, right? And 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 so
0: so if you're part of that, you know, guy who puts on his tool belt in the morning, goes out, just works his heart out. And and the world just feels like it's against you.
1: Yeah. We've made Um, it harder on that guy. We've made it harder on a lot of people. Yeah.
0: And we used to celebrate, you know, the backbone of America. Right. Now we punish it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we have to come to terms. I was having this conversation with with someone who's a mutual friend of ours the other day, but I was having this guy about the very word you use, populism. Look, we have to appreciate that there is going to be government. Okay, there is government. The question is, is it going to be used to make life harder for people or make it a little bit easier on people? And I don't think we have seen anything that makes life uh, in America a little bit easier on people in the last two years. Nothing has made it it harder. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but your language, we've got to be careful because there's so many people who believe making it easier is just give me a check. Don't ask me to participate in this.
1: I take your point. Take
0: t- yeah, go for and, it. And, and there's really, really good data. As a matter of fact, I got skewered for it, but I made them read part of it in one of my hearings, and then they backed down. Um, University of Chicago economists, three of them, not you know, basically said you know, these handout programs actually made poor families poor. By the end of the decade. Okay. And they walked through because they were designed that you got money, but you didn't have to work. Okay. You didn't have to improve your skills. You didn't have to participate in society. By the end of the decade, you were going to be poor. Yeah. And you were going to be poor for the rest of your life. The The concept that the most powerful thing we can do in society is pull people into it. Right. Into the work, right, into get them
1: a job. Robert Kennedy said it in '68 again and again: the best welfare policy is a job. So
0: sometimes it's not making your life less miserable at this second; it's producing policies it's fair, that create it's a, a path. It's a, it's a fair point. So the path is 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 more opportunity for all your
1: life. It's a it's a very fair point, and I I. I do you have to go, or do you have time for one more second? No,
0: no, I, I have time, and then I have to go pick up a 7-year-old. So
1: You're picking up a 7-year-old. Well,
0: I have her in math tutoring right now. So <laughs> You
1: know you can always bring her here.
0: Yes, well, except you're not going to do the
1: math tutoring while you're on the air. So. No, but it might be fun. It might be fun to do it. I mean, if you've looked at looked at our NAEP scores lately, a lot of us could probably use a little math tutoring. These days, David Truck. Oh, Let it, me take it, it, <laughs> it, it, as you know my running joke, daddy works in a math free zone. <laughs> no, you know, you've got you well, you got some great math people around you. I know some of them. You really do. Uh yeah, stick with me. I also want to you know, you put up a really important tweet. Um and I'm glad you did. Uh David, I want to pick up on this when we come back. Today Joe Biden screamed, screamed, literally screamed that name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we failed. Name me one. Uh, you didn't put it out in response to this, but I could name at least 13. We, we we can never forget what happened with the fall of Kabul. And I'm so glad you put that up to mem- memorialize that. Awful, awful, awful thing this past week. Let's talk about that, too, two years ago. David Schweikert is my guest. He of the First Congressional District of Arizona. He of the Joint Economic Committee, the House and Senate. He of the Seth Leibson Show. We'll be right back. I want the record to reflect... Uh, that on our brand spankin' new very wonderful uh, fancy phone system I was able to say hello to David Schweikert off air casually using a different button that I'm supposed to use to bring him back on air put him back on hold and now bring him back to the audience David Schweikert success success
0: and it would be really funny if I would just go silent. And yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You could have played a bad, a, a, a <laughs> nasty uh, practical joke. Uh, 13, Thirteen Americans, 13 of our finest, didn't oh. have to, I mean, I was glad you memorialized them. Uh, you did the right thing by doing so. It's easy for that to be forgotten. It should never be forgotten. Oh. They should never and, be and, forgotten.
0: And for anyone out there, if you actually have bandwidth in your life—and I know everyone's so busy anymore just surviving—to um, read some of the oversight information the House Republicans have come up with, learning about, look, the sniper had the bomber in, in the site.
1: That's right. We also had the bomber in jail. Yeah. yeah.
0: And couldn't get permission right. Right. to remove the threat. Right. Um, I mean, you start to read through – the other night I, I was reading over some of it just because I have a one-year-old. And, you know, he wakes up in the middle of the night, and I'm up now for the next hour. And, you know, it's not my committee. I do Medicare, and I do taxes yep. and Social Security, and, and and I finally spent some time reading it. And it, it should – you the American public should be outraged. We should also be outraged at the mainstream media. Yep for not holding the administration accountable. Yep. It was mistake after mistake after mistake. And it turns out a lot of the bureaucracy in the State Department, those were actually got it right. Yeah. It was this administration got it wrong.
1: Yeah. I was listening to some authors who I evidently just have a brand new book out on this. Uh, It sounds like it's the definitive account. And uh, they were saying, you know, you can blame a lot that's gone wrong on different elements of the administration. But this one was Biden's call. This one was Joe Biden's call. And uh, it rests with him. It rests with him. And uh, anyway, we say to those wonderful families, the Gold Star families, uh, we hope uh, their finest are resting in peace. We send them all our love and blessings, uh-huh. and we will it, not it, forget it, them. We won't forget
0: them. What, what's such a tragedy is
1: it didn't need to happen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It just
0: did—the tragedy didn't need to it didn't happen. It so.
1: happen. You know, I was kind of thinking about something you said uh in our conversation in the previous segment, David, about the welfare society and making life easier and making life harder, because I was I was I do follow you on Twitter, and put a word on on behalf of this. You had a faith leaders roundtable the other day. There's an important aspect to what these folks are doing in our community too. You know, um, James Madison said that the government can't do it all. We're going to have to rely on auxiliary organizations. Uh, this might have been something like what he had in mind, what what our faith organizations oh do in town. I also know your staff went to one of our homeless places the other day, yeah. couple, the other week. It's, it was a religiously infused organization that really does it right. Uh, doesn't put up with a lot of nonsense, but really does save lives. Anyway, if you want to put in a word on behalf of our faith community, I would love to.
0: No, look, if I came to someone and said, you're not a person of faith, but you live in north-central Phoenix, what do you see around you? Yep. You have zip codes around you that have doubled homelessness. Yep. How much Misery of the use of synthetic narcotics, yep. fentanyl—the yep. Uh, mess—are yep. um, going on around you. Yep. Do you honestly believe what you see from government is the solution? Right. And even a person with no faith has to understand the the good that's that's out there struggling to try to hap, you know happen is coming through that faith community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of us who you know. Are, are, are wrapped in our faith um it, 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 it's terrifying because life for so many of our brothers and sisters is much worse today than it was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um and and some of this is you know policy matters you open up the border and then the 14 year old little girl down the street is in an ambulance because she you know that d- d- had access to fentanyl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the house, you know, we're, I'm terrified. We're looking at data that over this next few years, homelessness of seniors is going to become one of our great tragedies. Oh my God. Um, I don't believe this government, particularly the city of Phoenix government is capable of stepping up and doing good things in a fast and efficient manner. Um, we're going to have to find, come together, and this is going to be one of the occasions where, you know, all the faith communities yep. are going to have to join hands because the problem is so big. Yeah, yep. we're going to have to do it together.
1: Yep. I, I, I don't know. I was, I never, I, I kept meaning to bring this up on the show, uh, and I didn't. And it's probably, I don't know if it's the right thing to do now or not. But I, you know, I, I keep thinking about a line of C.S. Lewis's in uh, his book, The Abolition of Man, where he says we we, we remove the organ and demand the function. There's such such an effort to cleanse the public square of anything having to do with God or faith. There's a terrible story. AA is, there are now AA meetings that are taking out the Lord's Prayer. I mean, you cannot get the result if you remove the organ.
0: But Seth, it's worse than that. It's not removing... You know, a higher power is basically
1: substituting. Yeah, of course. And substituting.
0: Uh, I, uh, Human is, will, is, the is, exact
1: opposite, right?
0: Is, is, a is, lower is, is power. Almost, yeah. almost sort of dystopian yeah. um, in, in place. And, and you and know, I, it's a much longer conversation. Yeah, yeah
1: we'll do it an, uh, at, at length. Uh, about you know, uh, it, it,
0: it, the humanists of a few years ago. Today would be appalled. I think you're right. That how extreme yeah. the society has become, yep. and um, and it's cheered. Yep. And, and I have a crazy theory that much of this is actually fringe groups raising money and other groups that are elated to talk about anything mm-hmm. other than that, what really matters. Yeah, so yeah. It, men are no easily distracted. That's
1: part of the abolition of man, too, the distractions. Exactly right, David Schweiker. Richard John Newhouse, Father Newhouse, said there's this effort for a naked public square, and we're getting it. He meant naked of religion, but it's also, yeah, it's also naked in the literal sense. David, I love catching up with you and opening you up on all these things and you sharing it with the audience. Go get your seven-year-old. Have fun with her.
0: Yep, I, I forgive the background noise. I just hopped in the pickup
1: truck and I'm on my way to grab her. Tell Olivia we said hello from the Seth Leibson all show. Right. All right, goodbye. All. Bye. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. We will be right back.